Ink Stories is sponsored by Jungle Tattoo Supplies, stockists and distributors of all the top brand tattoo supplies you'll ever need. Established in 2014, Jungle Tattoo Supplies distribute to licensed tattoo studios across the UK and Europe and are an ethical company who support the World Wildlife Fund and Air Ambulance. Visit their website at jungletattoosupplies.co.uk Follow them on Twitter at jungle underscore TS and like them on Facebook at Jungle Tattoo Supplies. Hello and welcome to Ink Stories, the podcast about the stories behind people's tattoos. My name's Mark and I am your host and I have quite a lot of tattoos, but never as many as I would like. My guest at this time is Erin Opal. Hello, Erin. Hi, Mark. So before we get into the tattoo that you've picked, tell me a little bit about you. What makes you interesting? Okay, so... Uh, I'm 30 now, but I, between the ages of 13 and 20, uh, I competed for Wales and Great Britain fencing. I'm now currently a fencing coach at MMU, Manmet Uni. Uh, I've done a lot of odd and crazy things in between that. So I've worked in scare attractions. I've made an awful lot of people, uh, yourself included, actually, uh, a little bit traumatised. <laughs> I'll never forget when I went to one of your scare attractions. It was like a Halloween-based immersive attraction, horror, kind of walk through haunted house, but more evil. And it was it was adult, and you were naked. Yeah. I had um, a mask that covered the top half of my face, and I had my shoes. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. No, I don't think anybody was. I think um, scare acting is definitely a unique job. And when you told me what you did, I was like, I have to see this. And it's cool knowing people with jobs like that. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I've worked in, in a number of attractions. I, I worked down in London for a time, which was absolutely great. A huge, um, big attraction uh, called the, the London Bridge Experience. Mm-hmm. And I've also worked on kind of smaller, more independent things. My favourite of which was called Psychotel. I had a little bit in in helping with the casting and writing the script for it as well. That was again a, an immersive adult experience. Brilliant, very very cool. So, first up, how many tattoos do you have? Or if you've lost count, can you estimate about the percentage of your body that is covered? Okay, so I have around eight tattoos, but it depends if you count the, the one I'm going to be talking about. I had it done first as a as a, just a one-half piece, and then I decided to get it extended pretty much as I was getting it done. When does individual tattoos become a sleeve and that kind of argument? is It's not something I'm particularly interested in, but it sounds like you've got quite a lot of tattoos. I do have a few. They're mainly um, smaller pieces that are dotted all over. So... What tattoo have you chosen to talk about? Please describe it. 
I've decided to choose. It's a double piece of Pumpkaboo and Gorgeist, who are Pokemon. Brilliant. Uh, from the sixth generation of Pokemon. Kind of had the Pumpkaboo done first, obviously being the first Pokemon, and Gorgeist being the evolved form. Nice little watercolour splashes, relevant colours around it, and in amongst the two, I have the words trick or treat, which for people who know their Pokemon, Gorgeist and Pumpkaboo are the only Pokemon lineage that can learn the move trick or treat. So is there also a element of liking Halloween in the design of the tattoo as well, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the design of those two Pokemon in particular, I mean, there's there's loads of ghost Pokemon and spooky Pokemon that I'm also absolutely in love with and will probably end up getting tattoos of down the line. But going back to like my scare work and a lot of it is seasonal, Halloween is just a huge thing for me. And obviously Pumpkaboo and Gorgeist, you can look them up, but if you've already seen them, they are based on pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns. So it does really help meld my love of Halloween and spooky things with my nerdy Pokemon love. Brilliant. So why did you decide on this tattoo? Well, initially the, the artist I saw was doing a list of every single Pokemon. And as soon as I saw it, I knew I just had to get the Pumpkaboo and I saw it was free. She'd not done it yet. So I was like, right, absolutely, got to get the Pumpkaboo done. And then talking to her as I was getting it done, I basically talked myself into getting the Gorgeist done. <laughs> so just let me get my head around this. She had a list of all the Pokemon of all time, but she was only going to tattoo each one once. Is that right? So it's £50 for the first one. And then if she was going to do a repeat, the price would go up. <laughs> right, so Mr. Mime was fucking cheap because nobody wanted him. <laughs> you know, I can't remember. I, I do love going through and seeing all her updates when she's, because she's got a, an absolute shed load of them done um, on various people. So I love looking at the updates and the Pokemon she's done because people will get, you know, like a complete trio of evolutions in one go or something like that. So I love looking at, I can't remember if Mr. Mime's been done. I know there's been some quote-unquote unpopular ones that I've seen that I don't know. I've genuinely been surprised. I'm like, wow. Okay, but that's kind of one of the things I love about Pokemon is that there's like 800 plus now. And I find it particularly expressive. You know, like everybody is going to have a Pokemon that they, or at least every Pokemon will be liked by somebody it'll be somebody's favorite yeah and um <laughs> i genuinely didn't know what you were going to talk about when you came on the podcast i also have pokemon tattoos and um mine are diglett and coughing and they're my favorite pokemon <laughs> oh, excellent <laughs> so i don't think i've seen this tattoo on you i've seen quite a lot of your tattoos but i don't think i've seen this one we'll have to get together and compare pokemon tattoos at some point Absolutely. Have you seen my, my teacup Umbreon? Have I seen your what now? Uh, <laughs> this, again, is the same artist. After getting the Pumpkaboo done, uh, in fact, between the Pumpkaboo and the Gorgeist, I had, I've got on my upper arm now an Umbreon sleeping. No, he's not sleeping. His, his big red eyes are open. Uh, he's sat in a teacup and she, she's done all of the evolutions in themed teacups with the... You know when you get posh tea bags 
and they have the drawstring and then a little label. Oh, yeah. Each label has the, the Pokemon's typing. So I've got a, a little dark type teacup string label. Amazing. I love how, like, you went for a Pokemon tattoo and you got a menagerie by the end of it. Oh, I was only just saying to Helen, my girlfriend, today that I really want a tattoo of Amos, our, well, foster fail cat. <laughs> Definitely Amos. Brilliant. Do you know what? I love how you've kind of combined your two biggest loves of Halloween and Pokemon into something really, really special. And I think your artist sounds incredible. Please do shout her out. Where can people find her on the interwebs? Oh, she's superb. Every time I go and see her, I I absolutely love her. Her name's Kerry Lou, and she worked in inking tattoos in Oldham. I'm definitely planning to be seeing her again. I'm looking at getting a Mimikyu, a Sinistee, and a Poltergeist. Brilliant. Erin, thank you so much. It's been Ace. Thank you for telling me your ink story. Thank you for having me on. It's been amazing. Thank you for listening to Ink Stories. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Ink Stories Pod. The show's logo was designed by Carl Bryan, and the theme tune is We've Been Watching the Riots on a Monitor by Fix It Kid. <laughs>